Hello and welcome to my brand new podcast, Voices, with me, Sally Morgan. But you may know me best as Psychic Sally. Throughout my career, I have worked with celebs, royalty and toured the world, helping people to find closure and happiness through the words and wisdom of their loved ones that have passed. This series, we will be hearing from voices of a different kind. Each episode, I will speak to powerful, strong and influential women about their lives. Today, I talk to model and presenter Melinda Messenger. What I want to be able to do for others is, yeah, is pass on, I guess, that that healing. For me, satisfaction in life is when I'm in service to others. So I'm here today with the fabulous, I have to say, and she's looking incredible, everyone, the fabulous Melinda Messenger um, on, uh, you could say, apparently it's going to be the hottest day ever, isn't it? Apparently, yeah, I was listening to the radio on the way on the way in and they said the hottest day on record Uh, ever. Well, so we won't forget meeting, will we then, darling? We won't. No, we won't. Hopefully we won't be completely shriveled and dehydrated. Well, I have, to, I have to let everybody know that you look absolutely stunning. So the weather hasn't got to you. Whereas me, I feel like, I feel just like, I'm, I'm melting. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Tommy. I'm sat here in very creased linen and no makeup, being really glad that we're oh, not yeah. actually on camera. So thank you for that. Well, <laughs> now <laughs> she's told me she's not wearing makeup and I have to say it looks like incredible. All right, so, slight lie. There is some lipstick and blusher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm here to find out about your life. Right. And, well, you know, I did a little bit of research um, because this is the first time we've met. Or have we met somewhere else before? I think it's one of those weird situations. There's certain people in life that you feel like you know. Yeah. And you, don't you, you don't. Yeah. So I just, I've always assumed, because I, I follow you and we interact and, yeah. you know, on Instagram and online. And, and I've always felt like that I've known you or we've met somewhere along the line. But I actually don't think we have. No, I, I, I don't think we've met either. And it's almost as if I feel like we have. So yes. how fantastic. As you say, there are some people that you can meet and it's as if you've always known one another. Um, you, you, me, with my quirky ways, I think, you know, everything it's meant to be. Well, I would agree with no you. No such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> um, so I wanted to speak to you really about, about your life because um, when I look back on your life and me, knowing you in the papers and and you, you did, was there, am I right in saying you did glamour modelling? So that's how I became famous, um, if you like. Yeah, so in 97, um, I actually used to work as, so I worked as a, I was an air stewardess for a while and then I was um, a manager for Southern Electric um, and then a, a marketing company. And yeah, I did a little thing for a local model agency who needed somebody and it sort of launched um, my modelling career, yeah. which was very short-lived. Um, it was all, it's all very, very bizarre. You'll probably get it. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I did... I did a, a local ad for um, a double glazing ad for a local modeling agency. And I knew the, the woman that ran it and she was looking for somebody. And she said, please. I said, okay. They paid me 200 quid. I thought that was the best money. Oh my ever. gosh. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And I thought that was the end of it. And it was the, just the strangest thing uh, they put up posters. It, for some bizarre reason, it created a bit of a stir. And I literally had the son calling me saying, can you come up to London? We'd like to do a photo shoot with you. But how exciting for you at that yeah. particular time. But that, it literally, uh, that that day I went up to London, um, 
I my life never went back to normal. So it literally changed from one night to the next. Isn't isn't that incredible? And I think it's when you get times like that that you know that basically that that was a pivotal moment that changed your life, as you say. It did. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, my yeah, my it changed my life in every way imaginable. Um, you know, I was twenty seven. And it was just the fame. It's the fame of everything, isn't it? Well, and trying to so handle much. that. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. It's huge, actually. Because I went within that week, I'd actually had a premonition about it as well, which was even weirder. Oh, wow. Tell me. Uh, so about a week before, week or two before this had happened or anything had happened, um, I was in the bath. I was just relaxed. And all of a sudden, I saw myself on the front of all these newspapers. It was just one image came up after the next and I just thought, that is the bizarrest thing. What the hell is that about? Um, it wasn't related to my life in any way whatsoever, but it was as clear as day. So it's like a precognitive yeah, it was pre- incidence. It, it yeah. was definitely, I mean, without a doubt, it was It was definitely... How amazing. Yeah, a precognitive recognition of what was going to happen. And then, it, yeah, and then the, that day, that week, I was on the cover of every single paper in Britain. I was on the front cover of the New York Times. All right. And I had no idea what had just happened to me. And yeah, my, it, my and so that was 22 years ago. So when you look at that and you, you, I mean, that launched you, didn't it? And yet today you are somebody, I think, that sort of um, you're out there advocating women's rights. You, you are very aware that you have a voice and people will listen to you. So you're a very inspirational woman because back in the day with glamour modelling, it was really what now we would consider not sort of uh, the right thing to do. Is, am I right in saying that? Yeah, so it's, it's, an int- it's a really interesting one, isn't it? I mean, my how I see it now, obviously now, you know, I'm 48, um, that was at 27, that, that experience. Uh, what I've kind of learned and and I guess what I understand now is so different. I mean, at the time, yes, it was kind of considered a bit cheeky, a bit naughty, a bit that sort of mm. saucy postcard. And I, what I would say is I, I, I absolutely don't think that it, for, if so as a, a woman, if that's a career that you want, nothing wrong with that. You no. know, everybody must make their individual choice. Mm. Um, all I can say is my own experience. Mm. And for the number of young girls that had come to me over the years and said, you know, I would like to be like you. I would like to do Aww. what you've done. Yeah. I said, oh, well, you know, that is wonderful. But please, if you do want to do don't follow my path. No. F- follow a different path only because if if you want to work as a model, brilliant, go for it. Yeah. Um, but if what you, you wa- mean modeling in general or glamour modeling? Well, whatever it is you want to do. But if you want to do what I did, which was to work in television, or- you know, I, I, I get sort of plenty of young girls and women saying that they'd like to do what I've done um, in terms of becoming a presenter. And I would always say, if that's what you want to do, don't do the glamour modelling first because it will... I mean, I didn't consciously choose to do any of it. I, I It happened to mm-hmm. me, I went with it, and this is how my life unfolded. But what well, I... Well, that's, that's being a separate journey because even though we might want to uh, follow in someone else's footsteps, we're going to follow... Uh, very differently though our footsteps are completely different size different shape and it's a bit like so I I think that your you would give such wonderful words of wisdom how they would go about it oh well thank you I mean I, I I just know that 
um, it will cl- it closes lots of doors for you. Um, what so the glamour con- model? Yeah. So contrary, because people always say to me, "Oh, yeah, but you know that's how you became famous." But it it uh, it's in spite of that that I've kind of worked, not because of it. It really does close doors because there are so many judgments and preconceived ideas, and I'm not saying that they're true, real, or fair, but it is how it is. And so I, I would never advocate that path. But if you just wanted to be, you know, if they want to model or whatever, then brilliant, go for it, enjoy. Um, but yeah, it by but it's like the the mistake in thinking is that it's an easy route into media, and I would say it's probably the hardest route because you will forever be judged against it. And I'm okay with it because I understand it, but I would want to flag up that that's the reality of what you deal with along the way. Mm. So, so maybe present, choose differently. Yeah, so presenting what you've sort of grown into and what has been offered to you and what you've recognized you should take because as you say it's all about choice it's all about choice it is all about choice and and the fact that you are now the most incredible you're the most incredible presenter thank you i mean you get no you're 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 inquisitive um you've got a lot of wisdom you're very bright you're switched on and I, i i think to have had all the experiences that you've had, even with being a mum, because you're a mum, aren't you? I am, yes. Three uh, teenage children. <laughs> I, 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 what, what have you got? What, what are they? Two boys. So Two I've got bo- 19, 17, and my daughter's 15. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. So and does she want to follow in your footsteps? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she wants to, she is, she, yeah, she wants to go far away in the opposite direction as she possibly can. Oh. oh, she doesn't even like her photograph being taken. Yeah, but that's nice, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. At least, at least you don't have to, you could say try and steer her away. She, there's no way she's going down no, there anyway. No, she's because you know doing what how you've developed over over the years. There are a lot of disappointments that go with that, aren't there? Yeah. Well, life is always inevitably challenging. Life is, you know, that's how it is. Mm. And it's it's sort of if you come to a stage, I think, don't you, where you start to you recognise that, and then it's how you cha- change your relationship to those challenges that matter. The challenges aren't going to go away, but no. how you respond and Definitely. how you meet it yeah. is what changes the quality of your life yeah and I, and I think that oh definitely and I, I also think that adversity and disappointments and basically things that come right out of the blue and you know knock us off our feet they are very much they color the next step we make don't they they do and I I think that they what whilst in the, in the moment you know they can be really painful you you can just not know how you're going to get through this situation but yeah they are the things that shape you they're usually that they usually I sort of see it is it's almost like it's the universe getting you to a place where you need to be absolutely you know even if you don't recognize it or you don't understand at the time and you're thinking you know why is this happening to me why are these doors closing or why is this Mm. not working or why why Mm. am I in this situation it's because something needs to change yeah and do you think even I mean I I I've read that you had preeclampsia didn't you yes so did I and did you have it with every pregnancy um, no, I had it with my first, but I did have complications with second and third. I hemorrhaged with my third. I had problems with my second. So all three births were difficult. touch and go. Yeah, yeah difficult. Yeah, because preeclampsia is not e- not an easy situation to be in. Um, and yeah, I had it with the, my three 
my three pregnancies. So I've got something in common there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a struggle, isn't it? Because I was, well, in those days, back in the day, because it's over, I mean, my eldest, what, she's 47. But basically, it was, you. Were, I was bedridden, you know, for nearly seven months. Oh, can I just say how... How have you got a 47-year-old? Oh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, well, there you well, go. You were very young, obviously. Well, I was, you know, I was like 21, I think, something like that. Wow. Anyway. But the, um, yeah, it's, um, it, 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 when I read that, it was like, oh, my goodness me, I've yet to come across somebody like myself that had preeclampsia. Yeah, it's, it is really frightening. It is really frightening, particularly because um, I don't know how it was for you, but I didn't really have any huge symptoms. So, no. you know, I was working, I was actually filming a series heavily pregnant and I just gone in for a routine checkup and she took my blood pressure and said it was really high sit down wait 10 minutes I'll do it again she did it again she'd sit down wait I thought okay this is crazy you know mm. I felt completely normal there was no symptoms no blurred vision or no anything. no not at that point I felt completely fine and I think after the third time she said you've got to go straight to hospital that's it and they are even going in <clears throat> and sort of being wheeled in a wheelchair. I was thinking, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I know. I don't know what this is about. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. That you because I went and I I said to the I just happened to mention to the the nurse, I I feel as if my eyes are watering all the time. They weren't because I couldn't see. And she said, Oh, we'll just check your blood pressure. She I didn't. They, I don't think they were going to do my blood pressure. No. This is a long, long time ago. And it was like something out of, you know, casualty, whisked, whisked away. Yes. And I was put in a darkened room. Yeah, yeah. It's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely like crazy. terrifying. Yeah. So, but I think that when I look back at my pregnancies and um, the challenges that they presented to me, that they also, I think, make they've made me a stronger woman. Uh, yeah, I can totally understand why. Because once you've... It's that that sort of like it's a bit like the equivalent of going to a gym, really, isn't it? And you yeah. like you break down the muscle to rebuild it, and it rebuilds stronger. I think so. And the more weight you carry, the stronger you get. Definitely. And I think if you've been through sort of uh, you know emotional challenges or physical challenges, um, the strength that you can build as a result of that internally, your resilience mm. and. Well, no, so for somebody like yourself, um, you are have experiencing difficult pregnancies. Um, you're able to discuss that and that can be used, you could say, um, for your life yeah. and for your work. Have you ever been asked to talk about uh, pregnancies and, and women, women, powerful women that go through difficult pregnancies? Because a lot of powerful women hide situations where they feel will um, show them in a light where they're, where they're not as strong as they want to appear. Yeah, where they perhaps look vulnerable. And that's such a fascinating thing, isn't it? What, yes. Because actually your vulnerability is your absolute power and your strength. I think so. Um, but yeah, but when that's not recognised and you've got to appear to be strong, yeah. you know, then, then actually that's really fragile. Yeah. And there is so much power in, in knowing your own vulnerability. Well, I think that... Everyone so far that that I've interviewed and I've spoken to, and including yourself, I actually think that it's the adversity that gives you the edge, that gives you that ability to be able to say to other women and men, yeah. but be able to be able to say, "Look, I survived that, so you can," because I'm yes. no different to you. Yes, that's that's absolutely right. I remember when I I went through um, quite a severe postnatal depression. Um, after my second son was born, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it, it could be that I'd had traumatic births. It, it could be a whole 
multitude of reasons. But whatever it was, I, I went through it. Um, and I, I can honestly say it changed my life. Mm. And I have never experienced the depth of such well, struggle. Well, and this pain. is it. Well, mental health at the moment is very, we're becoming more aware of it, aren't we? We are. But we are. And absolutely. And what I wanted to say about that is, is having had that experience, the overriding feeling that I had was, I've got to talk about this because. I don't want anybody else out there to feel like they're alone or feel mm. like they are going through this and they're the only one. Well, or the embarrassment. A lot of people are embarrassed by the fact that mentally uh, they don't feel they're as strong as the next person. Yeah, and and it's it's just not true, no. uh, you know, all of us. And the and the thing is, it's it's because what it does, I think, is when you when you when it when you go into that place, what tends to happen is it brings up shame. Mm. It brings up all our early sh- feelings of shame. And shame is probably the most isolating feeling there is. It's the closest to death. Yeah. You know, it, it's where you feel completely alone. Mm. So if you are able to to say how you're feeling when you're when you when you feel that kind of activation of shame, um, then that's how you break through it and that's how you survive mm. it and that's how you come out the other well, end. Well it's stronger. almost as if you but just by the fact that you're you're verbal with it, you push it away. Well you bring the light to it. Absolutely. You know, and, and, it and it can't and survive. It, it, it only can't survives in the dark. Definitely. Yeah. It only survives in the dark. The minute you shine light on it, mm. that's why but it but can you imagine it's the hardest thing to do because if you're in shame, mm. the hardest thing to it's do to is talk to about tell it. Yes, because yeah. the very thing keeps you trapped in the dark. But Definitely. it's the very thing that will free you. Enjoying the podcast? Why not join Sally for her 10-year anniversary tour? Psychic Sally, 10 years and counting. The messages from beyond will come in thick and fast in this funny, entertaining, touching, sometimes heartbreaking show. Sally will be using her skills as a world-renowned psychic in this jaw-dropping experience that has attracted and amazed theatergoers and psychic fans for the last decade. To get your tickets, head to sallymorgan.tv now. And do you find that um, your positivity, the fact that you you can see you you can see what you would like ahead for you, do you find that helps remaining positive? Yes, I suppose it does. Yeah, I think so. There's something about isn't there always being able to, I guess, have a hope. Mm. Um, you know, a hope or a wish for your future or or what you would like. So it's sort of for me. My balance is always about, yes, the hope and maybe the desire of, of what, it, what I might like in the future, um, but always try and balancing it with where I am right now. So being realistic at the same time. Yeah, being re- as, as, as sort of like the hope, but being realistic. Yeah. yeah, but also letting go of any kind of too many preconceived ideas of how I think my life is going to look, because I now realise you know who knows what's going to unfold and who knows what's next and yeah. sometimes life's got something much more interesting in store for you than you have ever imagined yeah, absolutely so i i tend to let go a lot more now and just go with it so what's what's ahead for you what are your plans for the future um well i'm i've been training as a transpersonal psychotherapist it's uh yes yeah, so the transpersonal is 
you know, as you understand, yeah. it's the sort of the, the recognition that we have mm. a soul. So there's more than just our yeah. conditioning and, you know, our kind of environmental factors or our biological makeup. There's something else as well that we're dealing well, with. Well, there's an energy around each and every one of us. Yeah. And for, I think, for the individual to recognise that that energy is switched on the whole time, even when we're asleep, it's switched on and to try and recognize as you were just talking about balance yes yes well balance is the key isn't it because if your mind is just totally running the show well you're 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 just you know at its mercy um you know if it's having a good day brilliant if it's having a bad day awful so it's about sort of the transcendence of just living in the mind so living in the body and the body's intelligence absolutely so how will you practice that what would you be doing to to help people with that well so currently um so i volunteer um and I work with clients who are in a very difficult situation um, in sort of, you know, a, a crisis point. And then I also see private clients as well um, through the clinic that I train at. Um, and I, so I will just continue to see clients and work with people one to one. So is it normally people, your your clients, your patients, are they coming out of or are they in a crisis it very much depends so for the for the charity that i work for they are for the most part in very difficult situation um for my other work my private clients um they they can be dealing with anything in life you know Mm. as we all are it's also individual um so it's showing them sort of giving them tools or showing them that we all have uh, the tools within us to handle really any given situation, don't we? I guess so. So the sort of the my job would be uh, sort of facilitating their understanding of themselves. So yeah. I would basically help them unfold what it is that's happening for them in their life or what it is that is difficult for them, what the conflict is about, where the struggle is, what they're trying to reach and understand. So you kind of, it's, it's, you, you work together. Yeah. Um, Well, they do say, don't they, that um, it's a bit like, say physician heal thyself, but they do say that, that the, the more, the therapist or whoever, like myself, um, tr- trauma and troubles and strife we've had, the better we are. Well, that's how uh, you heal. Definitely. You know, the healers are the people who have had those problems. Definitely. You don't, you can't have the understanding or, or the capacity to understand unless you've walked in those shoes, you unless, you've, unless you've been to those places. And yeah, and in terms of healing, you can only help, you can only take somebody else to the depths that you've been, mm. you know, and, uh, and survived and come through mm. because you understand the terrain, you know, you know, the way, you know, and everybody's obviously their paths are all going to be so different, but yeah, there it's, um, but they, but their paths might be different, yeah. but their the emotions and how the emotions present themselves. They're normally, they're pretty similar. Yeah, absolutely. In, in everyone, you know. So you, you've got like the anger, the distress, um, basically almost self-harm mentally, yeah. mental self. Grief. And grief. Yeah. It's all a part of loss, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And and so much, you know, and it's it's huge, isn't it? Because it's it's from, you know. Well, it's a moment. huge gambit of emotions. Every emotion Just there. Just to be human, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Just to be human. Just to be human, then we 
have a full range, you know. And of course, what hap- what we tend to do is we, as we grow up and we develop, we think, oh, okay, this bit of me is not so um, acceptable, or it's not so likable, or I've been told this isn't very nice, so I can't be that. So we cut off little bits of ourselves and we sort of shove them in the back, don't we? And then we f- we we don't know why that we don't feel whole, you mm. know, and we don't know why we, we we feel that something's lacking and we're looking for it outside of ourselves, and all the while it's there. Yeah, we've just cut it off so it's sort of you know through that work it's the you reintegrate mm. all the bits of you that you had disowned oh everything everything to heal ourselves is within us yes. there's no doubt about that and it's just sort of like it's a bit like we're a pandora's box aren't we we're yeah. full of everything and it's just literally putting your hand in and finding the right piece the piece of the puzzle um and, and we get help so tv and you could say um celeb are you still are you still looking at that so i'm still um yeah still working in tv um i tend to do um i guess sort of more debate type programs now than anything else um the last series i did was cowboy builders and that kind of ran for eight years which i loved because it's i remember that yeah, i remember you on that it's yeah. just brilliant actually because I, I i i mean i am i'm a kind of a public service tv person i yeah. want to do something that's helpful for the people <laughs> Definitely, yeah. you know if money's going to get spent let's spend it on people that need it you know yeah. that could re- it could change their life positively um uh, we're currently developing some uh, program ideas now, uh, look using the sort of, I guess, the sort of psychotherapy interventions and just that kind of knowledge and understanding um, and looking at uh, ways of kind of bringing that out into a more public domain because it's so rich. There's so much information. There's so much knowledge. Yeah. And I, I really would love to be part of a program where we can share that knowledge mm. And it's well, I'm sure that will, for everybody. I'm sure that will happen because you you have a way with presenting as well of making things so positive and just literally your your face and how animated you are and the way that you smile a lot. People don't realise how important that is, do they? No. You know, to be to have what I call an open face. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, it's hard to know. I can't. It's hard to sort of reflect that back on myself because, like, you yeah. know, that's the but way I've do, always been. Well, you know, but we are. We, and I do think that people that are pleasers that that want to help, um, and at times have found that trying to please so hard can actually be detrimental to us and can actually cause problems. And but still having that natural, I know what you're talking about. Sunny yeah. sort of sunny appearance. I think what we're talking about is the open heart, really. Isn't yeah, it? isn't because it? When you're heart is open you do see it everywhere and yes there I I'm certainly um would fall into that bracket of people pleaser um you know no boundaries empath classic all all of those traits highly sensitive all of those things you know wanting to sort of fix heal help others and what I had to learn actually is because I would end up getting burnt and hurt in many many situations and it's because I did not take care of myself in the way that I would take care of others so everybody else was the priority and not me so and that's changed has it that has changed but it took many many years and a whole lot of work and many retreats uh, and a lot of um a lot of discomfort and pain and also to so, learn but it's those like lessons. self-love isn't it yeah when they yeah it's, it, it's about recognizing that you have needs just like that next person yeah. well I, sally there was at one point in my life i remember thinking 
well, I haven't got any needs. And it's because I had no idea what they were. I I had no idea what it was to give myself no. attention. I was so wired just mm. to give all of my attention to everybody else. So I had to relearn lots and lots of things. And then that's when that amazing thing of the balance starts to come back in. Mm. And then things end up being kind of healthier. And So what, what took you into the psychotherapy side then? Um, was it suggested to you? It, because of your wisdom, you're like life's university, was it? I think if I, 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 if I went through all the stuff that I'd gone through in life, we'd be here forever. Mm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I had lots of challenges, you know, throughout childhood. Mm. Um, when I was very young, I, about sort of seven, I remember thinking I wanted to be a psychiatrist. So I'd always had that there. Um, you know, I, I then ended up doing all sorts of other things and thought, okay, I want, I, I knew I wanted to work in a healing profession in some way. Mm. I just didn't know in what way. I, and, and for me, I was very drawn to sort of spiritual matters. Um, then the sort of health, the physical side. And then for me, the transpersonal psychotherapy is a kind of integration, a holistic model of all of those things. So I, ha I underwent a lot of, I guess, struggles well, and you, well, changes. You, well, you myself. changed yourself, didn't I you? I completely changed. So yeah. to change yourself and to feel happier, you know, what you're saying here is that that um, because you've gone through everything, you're able to recognise it in others and definitely sort of able to give them the tools to be able to help themselves. I think that's exactly it. Uh, the, the whole process, I mean, and it's been a long process, I, I'd say over the last sort of 10, 15 years, mm. I've been going through so many different changes and yes what what it what it does is it completely changes you and now my focus is on about okay I want to be of service I want to be of service to other people I want to be of service to you know the community uh, 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 you know in a on a greater scale and what can I do what is my part in that it's no longer about what do I want out of life what do I want to get it's like what can I do for others and what I want to be able to do for others is, yeah, is pass on, I guess, that that healing and that, that I have received yeah. and be able to be able to hand that baton on to somebody else. Yeah. Um, because for me, it, yeah, for me, the sort of a meaning and purpose in life and satisfaction in life is when I'm in service to others. Yeah. Um, but you, but it's, you, you, it's, it's recognizing that while at the same time you've stopped to, to heal yourself yeah absolutely well like you have to do the healing of yourself first I think before you can yeah. offer that and you know and and that could sound like quite a grand statement and so I'll just qualify that by saying I think we're all forever you know a, a, a well, work a, in progress definitely it's it definitely yeah it's, it's, it, it's a daily affirmation really that we have to silently say to ourselves that you know I'm going to try a little bit better today or even you know I'm doing okay today because there's this thing isn't it where yes. we don't where if we it's that thing about sort of not um judging ourselves so constantly and that just accepting that where we are and who we are right at this moment right at this point in time it's okay it's enough yeah, it's, it's, being, it's being grateful isn't it yes yeah. it is a difficult it's a difficult it's a one practice. That it's is a practice it is a practice it is i try and remain as grateful as i can each day 
but it can that can be so difficult because there's always something there you think oh f- 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 don't you? I know of course <laughs> you do yeah and then yeah. it's like we know that energy goes where attention you know energy flows where attention goes yeah. so what you do is you have to have that practice of yeah. like okay right bring the big attention like back around to what it, I do like yeah. what I do I'm grateful for positivity but, yeah and then it's sort of it yeah the scales balance out again but it is it is it's hard it not you know but it's I a think, struggle being human. There's well, no getting away from definitely, it. Definitely. But I think uh, pra- you, but be, being it now, it's going to be, you could say, um, your life's work yeah. um, at this moment. It's, it's, that's amazing. That's, in a way, is you're healing yourself at the same time as helping others. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Well, I think, you know, I've always just sort of followed my heart really you know and it's yeah. very much a calling from the heart um you know my brain might have other ideas and like well you know this is yeah. right. you could do much but if you don't like no no this and, is and, and, and the when children you... will support you through this oh yeah i mean because it's because everything organically naturally changes it's like the the mobile isn't it you turn one little piece and the whole mobile moves yeah and so you know for us it just means there's more understanding there's more calm there's more doesn't mean like we haven't eradicated all issues we know by any stretch but it's a much more sort of stable base yeah and so it's talking isn't it about you know to me whenever anyone asks advice you know about a a a grim situation especially in a domestic situation it's communication is the answer communication absolutely and also just not being afraid to sort of really look at the dark places Mm. and to be really truthful with Mm. yourself actually because that is so incredibly healing yeah well it is but and also when people say oh you know we make a mistake um, you'll never do that again well that's wrong yeah (laughs) on a daily basis we make mistakes don't we yeah i mean yeah there's that sort of trauma repetition compulsion which you know we are sort of unconsciously drawn to repeat our mistakes over and over again well it's anything it's like a comfort zone anything where we've been for a long time even if it's bad for us we feel more at home in it's bizarre isn't it that's it it's because something you know in the psyche recognizes it and it feels familiar yeah you know even if the familiar isn't healthy yeah. yeah some part of you will go oh i know how to do this so i know how to be in this and, yeah and so we do so that you're changing of those patterns it's about becoming more conscious it's about becoming more aware mm. and it's about understanding how they why we're setting ourselves up in that scenario mm. and then that way you can start to break patterns but you've got to you've, you've got to have the awareness around mm. what's actually going on in you oh, what a lovely deep interview darling yeah, thank you it's been, gorgeous. Just, it's been on the hottest day ever on record <laughs> i have the hottest girl ever on record oh. sitting next to me <laughs> look at her she looks so lovely i'm i'm sitting here everybody i have to tell you and i'm melting and i'm looking at mel and she's like oh my goodness me she's blooming well you are if honestly you look radiant beautiful loving your hair color oh, oh, do you? I've yeah. got a little. I've got what like, they call a pink toner on say, it, it's darling. Like a rose gold. Well, oh, darling, so there you pretty. go, darling. Yes, yeah. so a rose pretty. for a rose. Love. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure yeah, um, speaking you. to you, and we'll have to do this again, yeah, won't we? Yeah. Thank you. thank you, darling. Well, the Melinda Messenger interview—it blew me away. I'd never met Melinda before, and I have to say that her spirituality shone through everything you can see how she has overcome so much it was a wonderful interview 
If you have enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review and a little comment. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you will love The Real Brunch, a weekly pop culture podcast where three friends get together to discuss their lives. Would you rather be smart or pretty? Pretty. 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 (laughs) No, 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 no. Smart. No, I can't be lying. I want to be pretty. <laughs> With amazing guest interviews such as Gok Wan. So you could say anything. Let's put my name before it. You know what you're going to get. So yeah. it could be like Gok's Fill Your House of Free, Gok's Closed Road Show. I mean, Gok whips a bear. I mean, could be, <laughs> I don't know kind of what you're going to get. World champion athlete Dina Asher-Smith. Still, every single race, you can go out there and honestly just focus on yourself and try and beat your personal best, mm. which I think is really empowering in itself. So yeah, obviously, go to the Olympics, you want to win. But if you come third in like a national record and a amazing time a time that you are the little child inside you can never have envisaged you'd ever run you're going to be happy aren't you and of course sally morgan but me i used to go in when i was tired or i was going to go down with something darling like yeah. you did in, those days. <laughs> in the 50s you went down with chicken pox or the measles or whatever um and it, it, basically it, she used to say to me you'll have your funny moments now because it seemed as if when i wasn't very well I knew things. Search The Real Branch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. This was a podcast by Peroxide Media.